Sox. White Sox. Go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can put it on the board. Yeah. It's a perfect game. Run out, go. Grand slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez. He's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me, Bill. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is called Locked On Sox on Twitter, on Instagram, and thank you for making Locked On Sox your first listen every morning. Locked on Socks is free and available on all platforms, including Locked on Socks on YouTube. Go there and subscribe right now. Hit the notifications bell so you know when we drop in new videos. 312-566-8727 your voice messages or LockedOnSocks at gmail.com for your emails. Without any further ado, it is Chris Tannehill. Chris, how was your weekend? Oh, it was just delightful, Herb, but I have to wish you a happy, happy belated birthday. Uh, you had a big weekend yourself. I was following your your uh, your your travels about town, your your culinary and entertainment delights <laughs> over the weekend. Happy belated, my friend. How was the birthday weekend for yourself? Really, really nice. Courtney had... Hey, we got to talk out. about Dallas Keigel's gold glove. Enough about mm. you, man. He's selfish... <laughs> no, Chicago cut. <laughs> Courtney took you out to the cut, huh? Yeah, she did. Yeah, it was awesome. I've never been there before. Had a uh, extra charred ribeye, bone-in ribeye. Perfect. Yeah. And their uh, lobster cargo, the best thing they have on the menu by far. What is that? I was trying to figure out what it's that just, was. Like, if you're S, it, like, you know, S cargo, it's just like snail on top of like a crostini. Uh, with some garlic sauce on it. This is pretty much just instead of snail, you get a big ass piece of lobster tail. Ooh, that sounds uh, yeah, so that great. sounds good. Yeah, now that sounds like an escargot that I can mess with. And how far you've come, uh, my man. I remember when you used to, uh, you know, put up a fight over paying ten dollars for a cheeseburger, and now you're having lobster cargo and 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 mm-hmm. a bone in ribeyes charred uh to the max she's like where do you want to go and i was like uh i want a steak and she's like let's go to the best and so we went to chicago cut it was awesome oh okay and then uh you guys were out at zany's uh one of my favorite spots i just saw you just got back from there this evening uh what what, uh, what was going on over there at zany's over there on the on wells right yeah felonious monk was doing a set up there comedian felonious monk he killed it. It was awesome. Uh, she bought me these probably like a month and a half ago and surprised, you know, wanted to surprise me. But she's like, no, I can't keep it. We're going to see Felonious Monk at Zany. So it was a awesome set. Two young ladies who did uh, his opening before him were awesome, too. And that's a club you'd like to be in. It's like those intimate old school clubs, kind of like the cellar and, you know, low ceilings, like a narrow path. So the laughs can go from the back to the front. It was uh, really nice. It's not like if you've been to Zany's Rosemont, that's like a theater. That's nice. It's new new and hip. This is old school cl- comedy club. Where all your favorite comics have probably come through uh, Zany's 
right there on Wells in Old Town. Yeah, I remember I was there a few years back with my wife. We saw our guy Dan Soder was there, and he absolutely mm-hmm. crushed it that night. Yeah, it's a, not many better places to watch comedy in America. I would I would go, I'd go Comedy Store, then The Cellar, then Zany's. So it's right there for you, man. Uh, and, of course, I'm, I'm spoiled. I got the one out here in Rosemont, which I do enjoy as well. And then Chicago Improv out here in Schaumburg is very good, too. We saw Tim Dillon there couple months back so yeah it was a sounds like a really good weekend for yourself i was able to get out there on the smoker and get some Mm. get some uh, pork belly burnt ends going so i will have some of those for you tomorrow at work so we'll uh, yes yeah so it was a a good weekend got to taking a nap today oh when the bears don't play oh that's a good sunday right there for you when you don't have to work and watch the bears so that was that was a good day another one coming up yeah, what are they on the bye next week, right? Or another? Uh, they got it. Mm-hmm. The thanks to the yeah, thanks, no, that, Thanksgiving game, right? Soon yeah, after bye, then Sunday, then Thanksgiving game, then no Sunday after that. Oh, like that's beautiful. Uh, after the Thanksgiving game, beautiful, oh, so delicious. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I believe that Monday we got a producer night at, at in the suite at the Bulls game, which I'm looking yes. forward to. Oh, it's yes. going, it's going down, folks. It's going down. Um, <laughs> But anyway, you didn't come here to hear us jibba jabba. Uh, but yeah, happy belated, my friend. And uh, we have Thank you. quite a week of locked on socks here for you because Rakan spoke on Friday, and there is plenty of transactions to talk about. So here's how I foresee the week going. We've got stuff to talk about here today. We're going to catch you up on all the moves that were and were not made this weekend. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we'll sort of break down what Rick Hahn said and try to find the hidden meanings and things and, and try to see if they've changed their path, uh, whether it be with their philosophy on shifting, on free agents. And, and, you know, we'll try to sift through all that. And then I think Friday we'll have a nice healthy mailbag for you guys because there's already a lot of spirited voicemails and emails as well that we'll get to, I think, on Friday. So we've got quite a full week. It's nice when we can have a week like this in the offseason where we know the calendar's already full. So uh, we'll take a quick time out here, and we'll get into some of these transactions that happen, guys who will not be on the Sox, guys who will be returning to the Sox, and much more. That's next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at DirecTV. Welcome aboard, DirecTV. Does this sound familiar to you guys out there? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff, right? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally Get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Direct TV, get your TV together compatible device required content varies by package so before rick Hahn met the media on friday herb the white Sox sent out a press release and there was more releases to, to come here over the weekend but let's get started with the 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 news of the day on friday uh, before dallas keiko won his gold glove by the way i've got a little gold glove trivia for you herb i know you probably had a couple of uh, adult beverages and uh, the last thing on your mind is white mm-hmm. Sox gold glove trivia but i'm gonna hit you with some <laughs> can you name the other pitchers in white Sox history who have won a gold glove mark burley yes um there's two more 
Other other than Keegan Keiko. Cod, of course. Yes, okay. Jim Cod, of course. And then I believe he I know he won in the National League, but I believe the Jake Moss got one who is here. Wow, you are on it today, my friend. Either that That's or all? either that, yeah, either that or you saw a Sox Nerds tweet. One one of the two, you are on it, my friends. Congratulations. You've always been a, a bit of a gold glove trivia snob for as long as I've known you. So Especially with the White Sox. That's my thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With my only specialty. Yeah, so uh, Dallas Cockle wins his gold glove. But on Friday, uh, the first news that came out, uh, White Sox made lots of moves here. The first one being Cesar Hernandez is gone. They decided not to pick up that club option. In uh, 2021 for the White Sox, Cesar Hernandez did not have a particularly good uh, stretch here. In 53 games, he hits 232 with an on-base of 309, and uh, he was not as advertised in the field. He did not continue that power surge that he had seen uh, in the first half of the season or the first part of the season with Cleveland. Because with Cleveland, he hit 18 home runs. With the White Sox, he hit three. So, but again, this is a guy that we talked about. You know, some people had him in his plan, some people did not. I would have been cool with picking up that option and, you know, just uh, taking the the extra money that you would have had kicking around that you would have saved from picking up that option and, and putting it elsewhere. But the Sox thought differently, and Cesar Hernandez is not going to be back. Herb, your thoughts? Fine. I mean, he really didn't provide a much for the White Sox. He had a outlier half, first half of the season for the Cleveland Indians where he never hit that many home runs in that short of period of time. I'm sure he's going to be fine somewhere else, but it's not going to be a huge loss for the White Sox. Even if he goes out and he continues to do what he did in Cleveland in the first half, I don't think any White Sox fans are like, oh, see, we should have kept him and today there's probably a 1% if that just a contrarian that wants to be contrarian saying, well, Caesar will break out of it and no one else will be like, okay, who cares? We'll get a better second baseman. I think the guys coming up in the pipeline, uh, people would rather have Lurie starting instead of Cesar. Oof. Well, I mean, I know he's, pretty, yeah. he's a free agent too. Yeah. Um, so the other moves that happened, uh, they outrighted Jimmy Cordero and Evan Marshall. They outrighted what J- the hell? Yeah, they outrighted Jace Fry and Brian Goodwin to class triple mm. Charlotte. They purchased the contract of left handed pitcher Anderson Severino from Charlotte. So that means Cordero, Fry, Goodwin, and Marshall will become free agents. Following the moves, the White Sox roster decreases to thirty four. Um, lots of stuff going on there. Jimmy Guns, uh, goodbye. You know, again, any of these guys could come back maybe on a new deal. Uh, with the spring training invite, Evan Marshall, one of those guys I would love to see back. You know, Brian mm-hmm. Goodwin probably, you know, doesn't have a spot. But, uh, you know, stuff like this, you know, Jimmy Cordero coming off the Tommy John, that's a tough break for him. But, again, any of these guys can be brought back uh, under, you know, different contracts here. But uh, anything to stick out to you about those moves other than, boy, they've got some holes in that bullpen now. I was very surprised that, I mean, like you said, they can re-sign any of these guys to probably a cheaper deal, but surprised that Evan Marshall got pretty much non-tendered or sent down to the minors and becoming a free agent. I thought that, yeah, he had a bad year this year, but I do have that due to being hurt when he's healthy. He's been really good for the white Sox. So I was mildly surprised about that. And Cordero I mean, they let him rehab pretty much the whole year. And then, I guess, just let him free. 
to get onto a team earlier, I guess the, maybe that's a favor for him. Yeah, and but yeah, the Evan Marshall one kind of kind of, not shocked me, but I was like, I thought they liked him a little bit more than that. Yeah, plus while he's rehabbing from Tommy John, so now he's not going to be getting paid while doing so, unless he wanted to, you know, keep that that minor league. Uh, you know, well, he wouldn't. He's out of options, so he wouldn't even have the minor league sa- salary. So maybe he comes back at a reduced rate. You know, I don't know how that works uh, with an organization like the White Sox if you're rehabbing from Tommy John. You know what I mean? So you know, I remember when the Cubs picked up what um, the guy who was rehabbing for years yeah. and just stashed him. I forgot his name, and now he's somewhere. Well, Kendall Graveman. I know they had him for a couple years. Yeah, and one year he just didn't pitch, but. uh yeah, I mean that could that's, yeah, a, that's probably, a shrewd probably move. Did this, if you're a yeah, ball this, club looking to upgrade, like that's a, a sneaky good move you can do is pick up guys that are rehabbing on Tommy John. Like if you're a team that's not trying to win right now or hell, even if you're a team that you know has a, a sustained championship window, like that's a good move right there picking up a guy. Like if Evan Marshall is your up a lot down a lot guy, if you're a good team, that's that's pretty damn good right there. So maybe he can latch on somewhere. You know, he's he's a good guy. He's been a good friend of the. the of the score. So yeah, man, that's a, it's a tough spot there when you're rehabbing the Tommy John surgery there. So, um, but other news with the pitching staff, they announced that Craig Kimbrell's $16 million option would be picked up. And, you know, we'll have a little bit for Rickon on this tomorrow, but uh, this was not a surprise. I don't think, I think I would have been more surprised because to see the Sox just not pick up the option because we saw some rumors floating around how they were possibly going to trade him after they pick up the option. So at least now they have the asset. Um, because of the way this Rick Hahn press conference unfolded, I was a bit disappointed that Craig Kimber wasn't spoken about at, at greater detail because you know it was under the guise of, okay, the option decisions are coming on Saturday, so we're doing this press conference on Friday, so I know it sucks and maybe we should have had it on Saturday. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know why he said that. And then, you know, they should have done that. You know, baseball writers are used to working, you know, all days of the week anyway. Uh, but it, he, Rickon had some cover with things that he could and could not talk about. And Kerbal was one of those things. And I, you know, I regret I was on the call. I could have asked the question, I suppose. But Rickon did give an answer about looking back at some of these trades. And I guess there's stuff in there if you read between the lines. But I, we never got the answer that I talked about on Friday's show, I believe it was. What happened with Kimbrell? Why do you believe you can fix him? Or why don't you believe you can fix him? So he's going to be here with the White Sox for now. Uh, if you had to make a guess, Herb, is, is Craig Kimbrell going to be on the White Sox roster on opening day? Or, you know, let's not even say that. Let's say after the trade deadline in July. Is he going to be a White Sox uh, come August 1, 2022? I don't believe so. I think they, just like the rumors are, they picked him up so they can play. Them. And when you have that, you know, leak weeks before where it doesn't do your team any good to have that out there, I don't know what the plan was there to get that information out there. But maybe they already have a deal. Maybe they already have a suitor for him and a and a return coming back. So they just probably don't want to announce it right now. Now until Craig accepts the eighteen point four option or the sixteen million dollar option. Well, they've already accepted, so it's all good. So yeah. it doesn't even matter if if he wants it or not. But it was very odd. So I don't expect him back because they used him incorrectly, and we had that confusion at the end of the year where Tony pretty much admitted that Craig Kimball's a ninth inning guy and he's pitching out of his regular way he pitches. And I guess somebody needs to have power over that. And the manager would surely sound like a guy that would have power over that. But, you know, whatever. He doesn't want to do that. So 
they have to get him out there and get us asset via trade. Hopefully it is a everyday starter, but if it's not, I'll take a, a minor league prospect that's coming up a couple of years down the road. Here's my thing, man. They've this bullpen, which is one of the strengths going into 21, is now a weakness here. And mm-hmm. you've got an opportunity if you, if you want to fix Kimbrel, if you think you know what happened there, uh, you have an opportunity to you know have a meeting of the minds and, and ask Liam Hendricks to you know he's getting paid regardless. So Liam, yep. you, you want to be our our multi inning. Uh, bridge guy, yeah, sure. Uh, of, you know, I don't care. I'm still getting paid like a closer. You know what I mean? Like that's like a a badge of honor. It's like, yeah, I get I get paid a closer salary, but I do the seventh and eighth inning. You know what I mean? So, it, once you find out what went wrong with him, and, and if it's a strictly a comfort issue, which is I don't think it's 100 percent true, but they've got an opportunity here if they decide to put Kimbrel at closer in 22 and Hendricks in the seventh and eighth inning, or just the eighth inning, or whatever you want to do. Uh, I think uh, that looks a lot more uh, aesthetically pleasing going into the season. So that that's an option. And your bullpen, at least the back end, is still pretty good. You you know, pair them with uh, Aaron Bummer, and that's a pretty formidable, uh, you know, uh, three combination there for seven, eight, and nine. So, uh, but again, you're getting weaker because Kopech's coming out of there and he's going to be in the rotation. We'll talk about that tomorrow. And you lose Fry, you lose Marshall with the Tommy John. So you've got some holes here to to try to patch. So all of a sudden, bullpen becomes a huge, huge weakness here, which is why I don't really understand why they made the moves they did with with second base because now that's just another hole that they've got to plug and more money they've got to throw at the problem. So, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts here, but I suppose we should get to the big uh, story of the day after a quick timeout. A guy who was a huge part of the success in 2021 has uh, not been offered uh, the qualifying offer. That's, of course, Carlos Rodon. We'll talk about that situation next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best-tasting protein bar ever. Don't you love freedom of choice? That's what we love about this country, right? Well, it's no different at BuiltBar.com. They have so many different delicious flavors for you to try. There's something for everyone. Every Built Bar fan that I know, they've got their different favorite flavors. I have mine. Herb has his. Mine, of course, German chocolate. Thankfully, I still have a surplus here from the last time I ordered them. I'm down about 25 pounds now, thanks to our friends at Built Bar. I've been replacing a lot of those bad sugary snacks with Built Bars, and it's made all the difference. There's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and of course, German Chocolate. So if you haven't tried all these great flavors, great way to get introduced to something new is mix it in. Get a mixed box of Built Bars. That way you can try something new along with the flavors that you already love. So when you get the mixed box, you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And best of all, they're not only delicious, they're also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein in each bar calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and just four to five grams of net carbs per built bar all delicious all good for you order today built bar the official protein bar of u.s track and field go to builtbar.com and use our promo code lock 15 and that's going to get you 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com all right, so this news came out Sunday evening, and I was really shocked to see this one, Herb. The White Sox elected to not extend the $18 million qualifying offer to Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon in 2021 for the White Sox, he was one of the main reasons why they were able to have such a successful season. He's one of the reasons why they got off to their great start. He was a five-win player in 2021, and it appears 
Uh, they were just not interested in, uh, in bringing him pa- back. Either that or they did not want to pick up the tab on that qualifying offer because they knew he'd take it. Either way, uh, I hate, hate, hate this move. I'll, I'll tell you more of why I hate it in a second. Obviously, I'll put it under the, the umbrella of unless they're working on something like a longer-term deal, like a two- to three-year deal, and Carlos knew that he wasn't going to be offered that qualifying offer, unless that's the case, then fine. It is what it is. But for right now, this is all we have to deal with here. But I, I am not a huge fan of this move that was not made here because now you have another weakness in your rotation. Yeah, I was very shocked that they didn't extend that to him because it's only 18, what, 18-4? They have plenty of money. And they're losing a guy who was in their starting rotation that was worth five wins above replacement. I don't know how they're going to get that from Michael Kopech or um, Raylo or whoever is left over. I know that they think that they have to have Dallas Keuchel in the starting rotation to get some type of value, but there's a bunch of teams that would take Dallas Keuchel off of your hands. If you do the right deal Did not have Carlos Rodon even offered a qualifying thing, which he can reject and then be a free agent. At least you get compensation back for Carlos Rodon. I think he would have rejected it no matter what and became a free agent, but just to have him out there free with nothing attached to him at all. When another team signs him, it's it's bad business. I don't know why like 18 million for what he did last year. Awesome. Maybe they don't think he's going to do that anymore, but he's your guy. You should value him the most. And I hate when GMs and presidents of baseball operations say, we're going to do everything possible to have him back. We want him back. Obviously, no, you don't, because this was a chance to have him back. And it's obvious you want him back, but on your terms. I get it. I get the business move. You can't go from three to $18 million for the same player, but he earned it. You got to give him his money. And I think the White Sox still have a chance to sign him, but it didn't seem like Ashley Rodon on Twitter. I've got it's pretty yeah. much pretty much thinking that they're going to be returning to Chicago. This is some finale on this tweet. Yeah, I've got it right here. Ashley Rodon tweeting earlier tonight. Ashley, of course, the wife of uh, Carlos. So thankful for Chicago. We love you guys. Always will. So excited for this next step of the journey. Daddy Los, you're a testimonial of how you can't beat a person who never gives up. It's just the beginning of your story. Yeah, so I, I was pretty convinced that, oh, maybe there's some wiggle room here to negotiate a return. But when you see the wife tweeting stuff like that, it sounds pretty final, in my opinion. And no, nothing is, is final, I, I suppose, in baseball. You know, but, uh, you know, there's a lot we have to find out here. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about this, but here's what uh, Rick Hahn said about Carlos Rodon on Friday. This is just the, the first part of what we'll get into from Rick Hahn, but uh, let's see if we can hear anything that Rick Hahn is maybe trying to say or intimating at here uh, when he's talking about Los here during that press conference. Carlos, uh, as a free agent, there's only so much that I'm allowed to say, but I can certainly praise uh how fantastic he was for us over the bulk of the season and uh, to figure out a way to, to bring him back in some capacity. Obviously, uh, this isn't our, our first uh, foray into free agency with Carlos. We had this same or similar situation, at least in terms of his right uh, last offseason last off uh, when, we, when we had an interest in bringing him back and was able to work it out then as well. So we'll see how the market unfolds. Uh, obviously, he's coming from a, 
much better position, which we all benefit from over the benefited from over the course of the 21 season. And, uh, you know, on, on a personal level, it's just, it, it was great to see uh, a kid who had been through a lot and had a lot of adversity uh, fulfill the promise that our scouts and player development people all saw for him back when we, when we drafted him out of NC state. So from that standpoint, it's a, it's a, a bittersweet day because he, he, he met that potential. And, and now obviously he has the uh, benefit of exploring his free agent options. So uh, with hearing that, it doesn't sound like the, the return is in the works. Um, you know, they did mention bringing him back at a different capacity, but uh, I just, I don't think it's going to happen. And, and I hate the move for many of the reasons that you mentioned, you know, money is just money. And right now you're not in a position where you can afford to let premium talent like that walk out the door. Now, I really I, I hate hammering a team before, you know, this thing plays out. Uh, but, you know, it's well, why we're here. You know, they may know what is happening with, with Rodon and, and how hurt he actually is. And they just they may see how, how how hurt he is. And you saw you know the struggle it was getting him back and ready to, to pitch in the postseason there. They may have the information there that none of the other teams will have, or at least the insight that none of the other teams will have. And they may say, you know what? Even if we extend this qualifying offer at $18 million, we don't think he's going to give us much in 2022, so we'd rather spend that money elsewhere. If that's the case, uh, then cool. But you better have a plan to to fill that gap in the rotation. And there, right now, it seems to be just Michael Kopech. So now you're in a situation where, all right, now we have five starting pitchers because that's how many starting pitchers you need. Uh, that's how many are in a rotation. So that's our plan, um, which is, you know, you're talking about a guy – who you're looking to to stretch out and co-pack, and you don't know what he's going to provide for you in that rotation. That could have another, another plan. Maybe they're going to court one of these uh, free agents. I know uh, John Gray was another guy that had been linked to the White Sox for many years. He was not given the qualifying offer, so maybe they're they're finally Kenny will get the man to, that he always gets. You know, in John Gray, stuff like that. So you know they've got issues here with the rotation now. So now the bullpen's got issues. The rotation's got issues, and above all. You know, I hate, 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 like you said, not getting some type of compensation for this because the White Sox are not a team in a position where they can afford to lose draft picks. And this is, uh, you know, like the Bull or like the Bears and Ryan Pace, where everyone wants to trade Ryan Pace's first round picks because the, the logic is, oh, but he sucks at picking them anyway. So what's the difference? Like I mean, in baseball, it's just a little bit different. You know, I, I would much rather have uh, have the pick. But to me, this is just a, I, I don't know, it's just a, it, it's bad business, in my opinion, like you said, uh, unless, like, like I said, you know, unless they know that he's really hurt and he's absolutely not going to get, you know, uh, anywhere close to that number annually on the open market. But either way, I, I was disappointed on, on a lot of levels for it uh, because uh, now the, the White Sox have some work to do, man. And uh, I don't know where they're going to fill that void. Uh, I, you know, they're going to have to get creative here with trades. But the problem is, you know, the, the guys that you want to trade are guys that you don't really want to trade. At least Sox fans talk about Andrew Vaughn and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, I don't know where that pitching is going to come from. They're going to need more than five to get you through to a, get you through a season. And right now, their five is not uh, particularly strong here in that regard. So, I uh, wish the best for Carlos, and I, I do hope if he's not totally hurt, uh, which, you know, I, I don't think he, he is, you know, I just think he's a guy who's coming off a really shaky 2020 with injuries and, and, you know, everything that happened to him in 2020. 
and finally getting ramped up again. We we talked about it in great de- detail here, but the guy showed me enough in that postseason series there where he's a guy, your team is better if you have a guy like Carlos Rodon on it. So I hope he can return on a, on a shorter-term deal, but I don't see why he would do that. Uh, you know, uh, in, in that situation, you know, he's, he's going to get paid, I think more than that, more than he doesn't have to really bet on himself any longer. I think here, I, I think he will get a deal on the open market. Hopefully it's with the white Sox, man, but just, uh, it, it sucks because now you got more holes to fill and I'm not particularly confident the white Sox will, will fill them at this point because they've got a lot of issues. It's going to cost uh, a lot of money here uh, going around. So, um, but yeah, man, that, that's where I'm at with that. It's uh, not a pleasant way to start the week, but there's more to come all week here as we uh, parse through what else Rakan had to say in his press conference on Friday. But uh, anything else uh, for this one, Herbie? Not at all, Chris. I am uh, pretty much uh, said what I need to say. I'll see Carlos on the other side. Hopefully he gets a deal that he likes and that uh, treats him right for the year that he had because he did nothing but uh, go out there and become an ace for the White Sox. So, uh Salute to him. Absolutely. So we'll be back later on. We'll be back Tuesday with uh, Rick Hahn and what he had to say. Some of the things that Rick Hahn mentioned that we'll preview in tomorrow's show is he talked about um, the the issues with the rotation. He, he talked about uh, what happened in the postseason. Any regrets on trades? Lucas Giolito spoke about a contract extension. Rick Hahn spoke about right field and uh, backup catcher the 2022 budget, and he cursed. Uh, so there's a lot of fun <laughs> stuff to get into. Uh, and he also uh, sort of made fun of Matt Spiegel. So that, that's what we're here for. But that's all I got today, Herbie. That is Chris Tanhill at Chris Tanhill on Twitter. Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23, and our show is at Locked On Socks on Twitter and Instagram. And thank you for making Locked On Socks your first listen every morning. Locked On Socks is free and available on all platforms, including Locked On Socks on YouTube. Go there and subscribe. For Chris, my name is Herb. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Locked on Socks.